Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Great to be with you. Appreciate you being with us. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. Director Matthew overseeing the proceedings somewhere. Probably his house. At Twitter, uh, on Twitter, it's at Jay Cameron Show. And away we go with a Ballstick Wednesday edition. I'll have you know as we get started, whether you're listening to us on 93.3 Real Talk Radio or watching on War Chant TV, however it may be, um, it is uh, the set your watch to it afternoon deluge uh, in these parts with um, severe lightning. So if for some reason we're in the midst of talking and we go kaput, that's what happened, man. There it is. That's what uh, that's that's what we did. Uh, another power outage, and we'll fight like hell to get back on the air. We'll see. Massive storms uh, in the area every afternoon right when we come on. Yeah, uh, I-10 was a little bit bumpy on the way in today, but we made it, made it one piece. The yeah. thing is, we have backup power, but the switchover from primary to backup causes it to go out. Knocks yeah. out the, the fiber, so that's the problem. Yeah. Hopefully we don't have it, though. Hopefully we got it out of the way at 1.03 p.m. So where do you want to start? You want to start with what felt like um, Florida State's athletic director deciding to play nice yesterday and kind of backing away from uh, previously strong comments. I, I don't know that I could say I was anything other than disappointed um, by his comments yesterday while yet acknowledging that this is a nuanced conversation and that perhaps, you know, Again, we know that many people in the room you'd like to think are playing chestnut checkers there. So some some of what you hear any of these athletic directors say, or in this case, the commissioner, Jim Phillips, or more directly, Michael Alford, athletic director for Florida State, you know, they're gonna they're gonna say what they need to say to get by in the moment. I, I would I would say this, and we'll play some clips from Michael Alford so that I can expound a little further on my disappointment and where I thought it was a little excessive. The acquiescing felt a little bit more than it needed to be. Um, but I, I would say this, Tom, I don't think that you could go over to the ACC spring meetings at Amelia Island and spend each and every day, um, you know, each and every day lampooning the commissioner and the other athletic directors of the other programs with whom you have to work to try to work out a deal of some kind, whether that is a deal for the immediate future and more monies, hopefully coming Florida state's way or even a long-term deal where you're trying to negotiate leaving the conference either way, publicly admonishing and ripping. And uh, I think, describing the conference as fruitless and hopeless is probably runs counter to what your goal is in that situation. Um, but I, but I do think that there's a way to do that and a way to take a step back from the aggressive language used by Florida state and its representatives. And in this case, Michael Alford previous to today's meeting, um, I, I, you know, I, I, I think there's a way to do that without going as far as Michael Alford did. I, I thought that was strange. I thought that that spoke to something else. And what that is, we'll speculate it on. We'll, we'll speculate on. That's what we have to do because we don't know. We, we do not know. 
So there's a video, the entirety of Michael Alford's comments to the assembled media yesterday is available on Warchant TV. It's on this channel. So you can bookmark it after the show's over. We're going to play you the selected clip. The one clip he just kind of says in passing is is an important one. We don't have the audio because it's just like two seconds, and he's it's really not a coaching thought. But he says on the way out, essentially, that we are thrilled to we're very thrilled, oh, very yeah. excited to yeah. be in this league, and mm-hmm. we want to stay. Mm-hmm. And it's just we want to stay, really. I mean, we threw up a poll question yesterday on Seminole headlines about which conference would you prefer to go to if FSU could go to one of the power two and the SEC one handily. I wonder if we should put up a yes or no poll question that says, do you want to stay in the ACC and see what those results look like? I don't think we need to. I think we know the results of that. It's 100 to nothing. Well, there's a select few that still lobby for the ACC because they can't stomach the idea of going to the SEC, which I kind of understand. Uh, But this is, we get down to brass tacks. It's about money. It's only about money. This is strictly about money, and it has to be. And in the business world, it's always about money. That's how you show appreciation. That's how you reward employees for great work, period. Is life bigger than money? Sure. Are there things that mean more than money? Yeah, yeah, to me. But this is business. We're talking about business and the ability to compete long-term, the survival of the athletics that are played by Florida State University student-athletes solely depend <laughs> on the ability to compete with those that you seek to outduel on the recruiting trail and on the field or on the court or wherever it may be, on the diamond. You have to have the money to do that. And that's what this the whole conversation from Florida State's perspective and as it made its way into the ACC media footprint was based upon a board of trustees meeting yes, in which you've got the chair and the athletic director going back and forth about how it's impossible. It is impossible. Yeah, and it's also compete. a very calculated video. Correct. Correct. Okay, to send out. Right. So before we get into that, well, we are going to get into it almost immediately. It's going to be the crux of what we do this hour, certainly. Uh, thank you, Jeff Johnson. Uh, that is awfully kind. My goodness gracious. Holy Jesus. Didn't see that coming on a Balls Wednesday in May, but I do appreciate it. Woo! And we thank you for appreciating what it is we do and your excitement centered around Florida State. Uh, as he notes here, with or without Keon Coleman, I think we'll be just fine. See you guys in Orlando. Um, I, I personally think it's going to be with Keon Coleman. I've said that for bordering on a week now. I feel like I feel like Florida State's in a really good position. I'm just going to continue to reiterate, I think Florida State's in a very good position. And that could be resolved as you know before the show's over. We'll see. We could, could be. Um, so we'll, we'll find out. Uh, so... I guess we have to kind of paint the bigger picture here of why it is yesterday's comments from Michael Alford would be disappointing. And that's because when you have the board of trustees meeting and Peter Collins says, we've got a handle on the grant of rights. And Michael Alford says that not only is it untenable, the situation Florida state finds themselves in, but rather it's impossible as you just noted to compete with the disparity of money that we're talking about between the teams in the ACC and those in the SEC and the Big Ten. And he projected and talked about the future with these television rights being renegotiated before Florida State would ever have a chance, or anybody in the ACC for that matter, to renegotiate their deal and how they would fall even further behind than they already are. 
and that that is something that cannot be allowed to occur and cannot happen because every year that goes by, you fall further behind. Uh, the more likely it is that you never recover. And I think I think that's uh, accurate. I, th- I think um, that that is that, that there's no doubt you you had to lay down the gauntlet there, and those comments were made to do just that. You don't then reiterate, Tom, and speak again very precisely, very boldly about how prior to the ACC meetings, and quite literally a couple days in advance of the ACC meetings, in a conversation with the press, with Ira Chaffel and others, you don't then say we plan to reiterate our message, that we don't, we're not going to change our stance on this. We believe and know that it's not something that Florida State can abide by. Well, and that wasn't even a, a group media setting where he gets carried away in the moment because sometimes things like that happen. happen. That's a one-on-one with Ira. Yeah, one-on-one. So that, yeah, so I didn't I didn't know if it was a one-on-one. So it was a one-on-one. So credit to Ira. He said that no way are they going to back down. And then they didn't. They got there and indeed reiterated these overriding concerns that Florida State and anybody else who plans on playing big boy, big boy football has. And, uh, and then, of course, that arrival – the doubling down, followed by the leaked report that there were seven other teams dubbed the Magnificent Seven or programs dubbed the Magnificent Seven were on board as also thinking that this is, you know, not going to work. We're going to have to do uh, whatever we can to get out of this situation. And in addition, uh, I think then you have an eighth team as the day wore on, as we were doing seminal headlines in Louisville. Yeah. Rumored to have also said, we'll throw our name in the hat. Notre Dame was also tied to it as well. Correct. Okay. So here's what I would say. I know that those other programs would say no to this, and we talked about that, that the programs that are benefiting from the current situation, there are only a couple teams that are really hurt by the contract, the television contract that the ACC has. Florida State is one of them. Clemson is one of them. The rest of those also rans thoroughly enjoy the contract. That's about as good as you're going to get if you're Boston College, baby. You ain't getting better than that. Syracuse, you know, Virginia Tech these days, Wake Forest, Duke, you can't do any better than they're doing right now to be able to ride the coattails of the brand that is Florida State and Clemson. Or Costanza and Yankee Stadium. Like, Correct. What, what does he even do? But he's got the office with the view. So you've got it. You know, you, those guys aren't in any hurry to give any of that money up, especially when they feel like they're armed with an ironclad contract that ensures their safety. So they're not, no. Tell them to pound sand is what all of the schools I just mentioned would say to Florida State and Clemson. All right. Well, you can anticipate that that's going to be the case. And if you don't feel like and I likened it to this. Okay. You, let's say you got a couple, all right? You got a married couple. They've tried to make it work. They have sat down. They've gone through counseling. They have discussed every possible way to try to come together again, all right? And at some point, they both give up and realize it's just not going to work. It, we can't be. It doesn't work. Well, here's what we're not going to do. Fight every day once we've decided to get a divorce. Once we've decided to get a divorce, I'm not fighting with you every day. We've already come to the conclusion that it ain't going to work. So I'm not going to fight with you every day. 
Every day I come home, we don't have to do the same thing we've been doing for years, which was what led to the counseling, which was what led to us to decide finally, this is null and void. It's not going to work. You go your way. I'll go mine. We'll try to be civil, okay? But have a good day. Let's get these divorce papers finalized and move it along for your good and my good. All right. If you think that Florida State is already resigned to the fact that, okay, this is never going to work, we, can, we cannot compete if we're the third best TV contract of the Power Five, which was another disturbing thing that he said yesterday, which was that right now we're the third best contract, television contract uh, in the game, and, and, and we intend to stay that way. We need to stay that way. No, you can't. You've already stated publicly that you cannot remain third and seek to compete for national championships. You cannot do it. You said that, and you're right, by the way meaning you, Michael Alford, Peter Collins, and everybody else associated with Florida State's athletic department. You are correct. We cannot. Play the clip. How much of an unequal share are you guys looking for? Like, is there an amount? There's not, there's not, there's not a magic number uh, right now. Uh, the, really, what we're looking for is to make sure we're competitive. Because um, you look at uh, what the, the revenue shares of other leagues, and what they're going to have and how they're going to invest it. Um, and you need to be able to make sure that you can stay up to par with, with some of the changes they're going to do and how they're going to use that revenue. So we just need to be in the competitive look. We're, we're the third best uh, media agreement right now. We want to stay the third best. No, no, no. You can't compete as the third best. Can't happen. Because what he's describing later on it sounds like to me, and then if you look at David Hale's story and others that have written about this specific situation, it suggests to me that this is going to be performance-based, that you could make more money than the other members of the conference if you go to the college football playoff. No, man. No. That ain't it. That's not it. That can't be how it is that you end up making up ground on the other Power Five conferences, in this case, the SEC and the Big Ten. Can't be. Cannot be. I think, and this is me putting on the PR firm hat, and perhaps there was some PR counseling, second rate compared to the JCS PR firm, I, I would <laughs> note as an aside. But I think they know that. I don't think their opinion changed. I don't think they got spooked by the grant of rights or whatever happened at the spring meetings, maybe that, you know, you could speculate that the bond between the teams that won out wasn't as strong as they thought, and so now they're all running for the hills. I don't think it's any of that. I think they're fighting two battles here. There's a short-term battle in which you're trying to milk the conference for as much money as you can in the interim. Right, and, and, right. and then there's the long-form battle, which is we're getting the hell out of here. But while we're waiting, might as well get some more money while we're waiting, and I've just got to run out the clock here and say a bunch of nothing. And no. doublespeak I'll tell you what before you, it's all over. I'll tell you what you don't do. You don't get on bended knee and say, we love it here. You don't I, yeah. tell everybody about how happy you are in the ACC and you love the ACC and you don't want to leave. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. You know what? Yeah. If you want to stand up there because you feel bad for Jim Phillips, it's an untenable situation, you've already agreed on the divorce to continue the analogy. And you, there's no need to publicly rip that guy. You still have to talk with him. You still have to deal with him on a daily basis. You still have to deal with the other athletic directors in this conference on a, a weekly and monthly and yearly basis until you can get out. Okay. So you decide, you know what? All right. I've made the point. I've stated my position. They know and I know this cannot continue. 
fine. Get out in front of the press. When you come out of that meeting after everybody has said what they've needed to say, and apparently it was an uh, animated meeting where lots of people said lots of things, and that included terse language. You know how terse, you know how ugly things have to be for athletic directors to curse at each other in a public setting, meaning amongst each other like that? That's nuts. Anyhow, because that doesn't happen typically. All right, so once that happens, if you want to say as you're exiting, you know, I think Jim Phillips is doing everything he can. He understands this is a really volatile and nuanced issue. And there are a lot of steps to be taken. I think all of those are on the table right now as we continue to negotiate. You know, I understand that uh, he's got a hard job because he doesn't have to just answer the Florida State or Clemson, but also the other member institutions. And I just want to commend Jim on working as hard as he has to try to come to a resolution with this problem. And uh, right now, guys, I don't have anything more to say. Uh, Everything seems to be on the table right now. We're going to continue to negotiate. Have a good day and walk the hell away. You don't have to kiss ass. You don't have to be on bended knee. Talking about how much you love the ACC. You don't love the ACC. Don't lose all of the support and belief that you've been able to positively build up within this alumni-based, fan base, and donor base. Do not do that by speaking out of both sides of your mouth. Don't do that. Don't tell everybody that we're not going to put up with this. It's untenable. We can't stay here with the money distribution being as it is, and we plan to reiterate that message when we get in front of them over at the spring meetings and again in Charlotte when we go to the ACC kickoff, only to 24 hours later say, well, you know, any talk about us leaving may have been a little overblown. We really love the ACC. We want to stay here. Nobody's leaving this conference. Don't do that. Do not do that. That is a quick way to lose confidence of this donor-based, alumni-based fan base. Well, and your colleagues in the conference to make a move. That also. You know, Whit Babcock yesterday was speaking to local press up there, David Teal, and I thought his remarks were a little bit more on point, which is, you know, he said, he's asked, do you love the ACC at tantamount to you guys want to stay? He says, I, I, it's an impossible question to answer because if I say no and we're exploring our options, then my colleagues in this conference are going to be pissed at me. And if I say yes, we're happy just the way it is, then my fan base and my constituents are going to be pissed at me. Good answer, Whit. Because that's true. That's true. There is a fine line to walk here, but I agree with you. If one of your goals yesterday was to walk the line, but also promote that you are from a position of strength, the latter was failed yesterday. You you didn't accomplish the latter part, which is to project strength, while also understanding that the ACC is in a rough spot. Get it. It's too bad for them. That, that's abs- kind of what you want to project is we're working together. It's a really tough spot. Doing the best in, we can, yeah. But the brand of Florida State has never been as strong as it is right now. I'm telling you, look at what we're doing. We're on the way up, and you promote strength from your position. Over and over and over and over again. Again, I understand, guys, I've talked about the need to perhaps publicly, certainly, acquiesce a little, at least in the sense of having – dialogue and conversations with those that you're all the while seeking to leave. Uh, It would behoove you, obviously, to continue open channels of dialogue and conversation. Who knows? Maybe when the rubber meets the road, I suppose, perhaps, there's an outside chance, and at least you would protect the chance for this to happen. 
maybe when the ACC recognizes that they're going to cease to exist, when finally up against it and recognizing that they have been lapped and that there is nothing that they can do save for extreme action that many of the member institutions don't want to take, when faced with extinction or survival, they'll choose the survival option, which is, hey, guys, you don't have to like it. And it's not ideal, but the numbers are the numbers. When football's on in America, if Florida State plays, it is wildly popular and viewed in ways that are not comparable to Wake Forest, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Virginia Tech, everybody else in the ACC, period. Next on that list is Clemson, then Miami, And really, the rest of you don't amount to much when it comes to television ratings. There's an occasional blip on the radar where you have a magical campaign and people begin to notice that the uh, uh, underdog is doing something. But other than that, on an annual basis, your ratings don't do anything for us. So we're going to have to find a way to survive, and that means giving those schools that do move the needle more money. Now, again... It may be inevitable that that doesn't work. And maybe they say, tell them to pound sand until 2036, and then we'll resolve. And then we've got a bigger problem, and who yeah. knows, at that point, then litigation maybe comes into play. No, I think the more likely scenario, if you're coming to the brink of doomsday and you've got the leverage, actually, I think you turn and go to ESPN at that point, and you say, look, this thing that you agreed to is not going to exist anymore unless you renegotiate with us. The answer's probably no. I get it. But if you want to keep this entity the way it is with the channel and you want to grow this brand, then you've got to renegotiate with us now because they're about to ride. And I'm sure they're going to ride right into your arms. You know, the big properties are going to for the SEC or whatever. And I get that. Maybe they're the, maybe they're on hold right now. Maybe they're laughing right now. You said, hold on a minute. i got to take the ACC's call. And we're on hold with Florida State and Clemson to hear this pitch. But maybe that's the leverage you can go back to ESPN and say, we got to get the gap a little bit a little bit closer here. We have to. And they'll say no, and then we move forward. But I think that's more likely than Duke or Boston College or Syracuse coming down on their number. And I get diplomacy, and I get the idea of obviously having to allow the enemy to save face, if you will, in certain situations. Absolutely. I, I get that. I get that. I just think we, we pushed it a little far, a little far there. Uh Almost apologized. <laughs> Almost apologized. Uh, not what you do. There's, I got some more thoughts on this in a second. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Orchan TV. What's up, guys? Our next partner that you're going to hear from is Athletic Greens. You've heard me talk about Athletic Greens in the past. Happy to talk about them again. I take Athletic Greens every day. And I gave them a try because certainly I wanted more energy, sustained energy. I wanted to support my immune system. I don't like taking pills and vitamins per se. And I wanted something that tasted good, too. And the first time I tried it, I was very surprised. Uh, It had an appreciable effect on my energy levels. And also, uh, over time, you'll note that it uh, it helps your skin, your hair, your nails. I don't have a lot of hair, but if I did, I bet I could feel that. I bet I could tell. It's a comprehensive health uh, habit, and uh, it is a a powerful one at that. AG1 is great for recovery. Uh, That's Athletic Greens. And uh, I, I take mine basically when I wake up every morning. And I don't have to worry about it because you get all the nutrients that you want. It's the best way to ensure that you're going to get all of your vitamins. It's a carbon neutral business, by the way, if that's important to you. It is to a lot of people, and that's good to know as well. 
I would also note that uh, it is a comprehensive solution to what you need from a supplement routine. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs right now with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Helps me out, guys, if you use that. Not financially, but it lets them know that you heard this ad on my show. And I do take it, and I am vouching for them because I enjoy their product. Athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Check it out. I think you'll note the difference in your life with a simple drink each and every morning to start your day. Athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Jeff Cameron, 933 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. On Twitter, it's at Jay Cameron Show. Yes, we're biding time. Yes, I get we weren't leaving tomorrow. And I also understand that, uh, again, you have to be able to have dialogue and continue to have conversations, especially if you're going to move the needle even a little bit towards your favor in, in, in terms of money and unequal revenue sharing. We'll, we'll see. I, the, the number, whatever that is, is not going to be enough to allow Florida State to be competitive with schools in the Big Ten and the SEC. I don't think that's changing anytime soon. And so I think that the best course of action for Florida State is to figure out how soon it is that they can either challenge or find a way some capacity to leave this conference. It's it's whether that's 2025, 2026, 2027. Again, every year that we fall further behind is another year that I think it takes you to get back to where you're competitive at the highest levels once you finally join. I agree. That was what in my own brain I was thinking was going to be the timeline. I'll admit that, you know, when stuff leaked out as they were on the grounds on Monday, I thought, well, that's good news. This, you want more of that, yeah. This could happen sooner, I suppose. Maybe next year we could be in a new conference or, you know, at least you've got a plan and exit strategy because whoever leaked that thought they were on the brink of something, right? I mean, you don't you don't say that there are seven teams and seven is very important because that is an on-the-brink number for the majority in the conference if you're trying to create a majority vote. And maybe some of those things are still at play behind the scenes. But in the end, you know, I... I think what he's trying to do, what Michael Alford and what the university is going to try to do is to bridge that gap until we leave with more money in our pockets to make it easier for the exit. Even if it's incremental, it's something. I almost feel like, though, that if that's the case and everybody can see through that, that they're not going to agree to that. They're just not going to agree to that. The the other school. Well, the other thing is the performance-based you know, payouts and structure, I don't think it dips into the base TV revenue. So you're talking about. It doesn't. You're going to get screwed. It doesn't make any difference. No real difference, no appreciable difference, nothing that changes your fortune and your ability to compete with the best schools in the country. Hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree that this is a tough one. It, it's This is nuanced. It's layered, this topic for Michael Offer, not just Jim Phillips. He's got a real layered issue, and he can't fix any of the layers. But for <laughs> us, it's you, you've you got to work with these people at least for the I, next year I or two. That's why I said... Once you've decided on the divorce, it doesn't do you any good to come home and have the same argument every night that you've been having for five years, which is what led to the divorce. You don't want to do that anymore. You're both exhausted. We're just, we've done this around and around we go. I accuse you, you accuse me. uh, This is what we do. You know, I mean, 
I, that, that's that that's not going to change. I agree, but I just you don't have to tell people you love the conference and you want to stay here. Yeah. And and also the line where I said no, he didn't apologize. I never said he apologized. It sounded like he was close to apologizing. Specifically when he said, and I we I don't know if we have it or not, but where he was like, well, you know, the, any talk of of teams leaving uh, that that was probably overblown. You basically told everybody we had to leave. I mean, yeah, you, you didn't basically. You did. Yeah, the the hard one for me, if I had to rank him, was we love it here. Th- that we love it here. We want to stay. <laughs> we want to stay. Come on, man. You know, don't do anything to my shoe and tell me it's raining. You know, like it's, come on. That's where I go. Don't be like that. Wow. This was refreshing. It was very refreshing. On the home front. I just think you got to be cut and dry. I, I don't and, think you have to fight. I think you can just say, you know, look, I, I appreciate all the hard work Jim Phillips is, is is putting in right now trying to deal with a really delicate issue, and, and there are a lot of new. He, boy, he walked into a minefield. <laughs> oh, man, I got to tell you. Yuck I mean, it up if you want to say it. This is what a time to arrive yeah. at this conference when, you know, before you know it. It's Texas, on the brink of collapse. Texas and Oklahoma are now the SEC, USC, UCLA. He, when he came here, that wasn't the issue. The issue was, all right, how do we bridge the existing gap? Now they were widened. So very difficult position. Yeah. And we appreciate all the hard work. You know where we stand. Yeah. yeah how about that? I mean, you all know where we stand on the issue. Yeah. We'll work and see what we can find a, a solution. This is, uh, and everything's on the table. Speaking of Jim Phillips. At his press conference, he said he was not bothered that several schools have brought legal teams to the league's headquarters in recent months in order to review the Grant Horizons. Sure. Doesn't bother me at all. Doesn't portend of any problems. Come on down, everybody. Take a closer look at all these binding deals that uh, you you seem to be a little upset by. Bring your legal teams. (laughs) Not upsetting in the slightest. It's just due diligence, I tell you. Quote, regarding some of our schools having conversations about the future, that just isn't news to me. That's not a conference. There's not a conference in the country, and there aren't institutions in the country that haven't talked about conference expansion and the landscape, what's best for my individual or our individual institutions, what's best for our conference, etc. So I do appreciate that. I understand it, and I understand the attention to it. It's no different than when folks come to Greensboro to kind of take a look at the grant of rights. Kind of. And, you know, our media rights. Those types of things. I, I encourage them. I tell them, please, come on. Come on, let me take you right over there. Let's take a look at this grant of rights together. Let's look at the media rights while we're at it. Let's all get together. Bring your legal teams. I don't really want to look at it, Jim. I just kind of want to look at it. I don't know if I really want to. Well, let's have an extended lunch and spend a lot of time looking at it, guys. Do your due diligence, I tell you. I really do. I mean, we feed them all the rest of it. We do. That's not a warning sign to me from a standpoint of something bad is about to happen. I don't look at it that way. These are schools that are under a lot of stress, a lot of pressure right now. And I understand that. I really do. I really do. So I extend an offer to break bread. And I say, let's eat together, shall we? While we read the grant of rights line by line with your legal teams. It's just all of us having a great afternoon together here in Greensboro. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Uh, He was, 
Jim Phillips, impressed by the way every school's administrators had come there this week for the spring meetings and how they approached their work with a spirit of collaboration. Well, I think he gets to have his laugh for a little while to keep himself from crying because he knows the long term is not going to work. So keep collecting the check, say what you got to say, and find the folly in some of these exercises that we're going through right now. Guys, I want you to know when I tell you that I'm very impressed with the spirit of collaboration. It's with every institution, and that includes part-time member Notre Dame. I'm very impressed with how connected they are to, to all of this as well. What I've been told, and you guys may not believe this, but we're all in this thing together. We believe in one another. We believe in the ACC. Emphatically. Emphatically. We believe in where we're going. And we want to continue the hard work that it takes to get there. And we want to do it together in a collaborative spirit. One conference under Swafford. Indivisible. <laughs> Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio. We're chancy. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply by the way this all felt very much like a uh Pinch a penny tub talk. All of us in the uh, in the tub, listening to Jim talk about togetherness, spirit, collaboration. Thanks to uh, Pinch a Penny, folks at Pinch a Penny are making it uh, easy to finally get that hot tub or spa you've been thinking about right now, and for a limited time only. You can get discounts and rebates of up to five thousand dollars plus zero percent financing for 60 months. Zero percent? All right. Remember when they did that with TVs for a while there? You go Zero percent? Remember with Best Buy? You and I both bought our first big-ass, big-ass yeah. television from Best Buy because of the zero percent financing. Last year I got one. I'm still there paying the, the monthly payments because, you know, there's no interest. No interest. None. I have high interest and no interest. That means you can put a new hot tub in your backyard right now for as little as $99 a month. Woo. Forget about it. With installation and hot tub covers included. What? That's actually all yeah, right. That's really quite the deal. You got me thinking now, Pinch like, Penny. Pinch Penny's like, come on in, Tom Lang. I can hear the. <laughs> yeah. All right. Jim Phillips definitely says, come on in and take a dip. Oh, without question. he invites you into the, yeah. the hot tub. I've been to the showroom at Pinch Penny. It's massive. Over 12,000 square feet. Hot tubs everywhere. It's crazy. So if you're ready to relax, they'll show you how. Go uh, look at the answers you need right over there at Pinch a Penny on Greer Street just off of Capital Circle Northeast. That was today's Tub Talk.
How much do you have to acquiesce? How much yeah. do you have to? Well, I see. The, allow one to save face. Yeah, the sentiment in in the chat and on social media, the email inbox is there's a greater fight that he understands that sometimes you got to lay down the sword. But well, uh, you know, I think you he, can do that. He's not going to magically make the other member institutions believe that it's a dead issue with a sentence or three or five or no. ten or fifty. This, there's nothing. There's no amount of espousing the greatness of the ACC that he can do that would have other athletic directors and university presidents saying, oh, you know what, Florida State, they've really come around on this thing. I think they want to stay here. I genuinely believe that. I can't believe I'm saying it. Hand to God, Florida State's going to stay here. There's nothing that can be said to satisfy and bring other institutions to that level. No, no way. No, they already know what Florida State and others' intention is, are. Yeah, it's a matter of whether or not they think it's imminent. You know, is this, I'm not going to give you more money if I don't have to give you more money. If I can continue to collect in full the same as you because of a deal that has you locked in place till 2036. It's 2023. I really think we do need the sounder from Spaceballs. When will then be now? Yeah. Soon. <laughs> I think that's where we are. When will then be now? I remember one time, um, this is years ago, a friend of mine, I had a bad habit of uh, when we were having parties, drinking, big, lots of people over, okay? You know, people, I was living with somebody, we had these parties all the time. This, this is 20s, you know, early 20s. In the 1920s. <laughs> these were yeah. the early 20s. And that, you know, I'm, I, I'm a music guy, big music guy. I'm very particular about the music. And if somebody at one of the parties, in particular not somebody from within the inner circle, tried to mix it up a little bit, and it didn't jive with the, the vibe that we were trying to create. I just pulled their stuff. It was CDs back then. I just pulled their CD out. Like, what are we doing here? Tell out here with that nonsense. And I would, so people didn't feel welcome, I guess. They didn't feel <laughs> like they could, you know, participate. So my buddy said, hey, man, give me the controller. You're always turning it off and causing disruptions because it pisses you off that somebody's playing something crappy. And I just, just let it go, man. Just let it go. Just go keep talking to people instead of just walking by and being a punk and just turning it off. And then you giggle to yourself and keep walking. Like, it annoys people. I was like, yeah, well, it annoys me. The crappy music taste is ruining our party. So anyhow, I said, okay, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that this time. I will, I will stop doing that. Whatever. They, if Britney Spears, sure, crank it. Whatever you want. You know, whatever, you want, whatever you're doing. I don't care. Yeah, ruin the night. That's fine. So, oops, I <laughs> did it into your heart. Um, no. No. But I remember I said, yes, I won't do that. And then it happened and somebody did that and it was terrible. And I was going to break my own rule. Uh, but he was smart enough to have had the controller in his hand. And I said, give, give me the controller. Come on now. Come on. I'll do the right. I'll make it subtle. I won't be so. Uh, and, and, and he just looked at me and went, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I was like, come on, man, give me the controller. That's like the seventh straight horrific song yep, that there, somebody's played. Can we, just give me the give me There the was a GD in there. I know yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah. That's when you're getting serious. Yeah. And he goes, not doing it. No, not going to do it. <laughs> so he was betting that I wasn't going to fight him over this. It's not worth fighting over, right? Um, and then you grab the crowbar. <laughs> And you escalated the situation. <laughs> no. So that's the rest of these teams in the league right now. No. No, we're not going to give you any more money. 
you understand the very survival of the conference is at stake. You must give us more money. No, 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 we don't. We're not going to. We're not going to give you any more money. If you want to hire disbursement for making the playoff or something, I mean, as long as our base stays exactly where it is. As long as we're still making is, as much as you're making at the end of every year thanks to the television deal, that's all we want. We're not giving you any more. That's the end of it. So he's just the annoying friend going, no. We're going to have to listen to crappy music together. Wait, but in this analogy, now the ACC is the rightful holder of the peace peace for the party. No, it's just they're annoying. It's annoying. It's very frustrating. It's, I mean, I'm saying I'm coming at it from their vantage point. They're like, why would we do that? Why would we do that? I'm not doing it. CD player is under my control. Yeah. We don't have to change it. I don't care if you're upset. We're not going to. Be upset. Yell. Say things to the press. Doesn't matter to me. Look, man, it's MTV Party to Go Volume 2. You got to deal with it. It bounces around. It goes different places. We just got to put up with some bad Marky Mark for three minutes. Mm. Did I mention to you, uh, what was it, yesterday? No, I didn't talk to you yesterday about Naheem Akkad is going to Syracuse. No. He is. I know. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Took a hard right turn there. Just wanted you to know he's going to Syracuse. And you know what else I know? He'll be the anchor in a 2-3 zone and dominate, and I'm going to yeah. get furious. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's correct. It's okay. He could have switched one through five. It's all right. Oh, man, I'm going to be so mad when we watch <laughs> it play out. I'm telling you, that's exactly what it's going to happen. He's got two years of eligibility. You're going to see him for two years. He's going to be out there swatting shots, playing a perfectly suited role. That is the seventh block for Naheem McLeod. <laughs> oh, man. Frustrating. Very, very frustrating. I really hoped, and I I don't know what you think is going to happen. We still are going to go. Now, I'll just tell you this. We are still going to go uh, to the ACC kickoff. Obviously, you know that, Tom. We'll be there. See if we're welcome, but yeah. yeah. Ah, Doesn't matter. Now we should just walk in, double middle fingers. What's up? Just play the role of heel. Since Alford won't, I will. Yeah, just do it. Walk in. I want to have... I want to. <laughs> you can't put on uh, SEC clothing. You can't do it. Oh, I know. But I, I'm just no. I wouldn't do that. But I, I would like to sit down when we do our interviews and just be as straightforward as I used to be with a certain coach from Boston College. You know, you got no chance to compete in this league. We both know that. What is a good season at Boston College? <laughs> well, Tom sits there getting very uncomfortable. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. After being late. And he was one minute late. Oh, no, come on. I no, I was right there. You were texting me. I go, 759. I'll be right there. I know. know. It was the Joker at the damn Starbucks that was slow on the jump with the coffee. It was just a large black coffee. You don't have to do anything to it. Just hand me the cup of coffee. Let's go. Pour it handed. You know what? Better you pour it handed. Better still. Give me the cup and let me walk back there. I'll pour that. Yes. Here's your five bucks. Yeah, boom. Here you change. go. Boom. Got it. I got to go. Keep the change. Uh, Yeah. And I was, and you were like, dude, he's sitting here at the table. He did not take to my charm, dude. He did not. No. He did not. I tried to appeal to the good season he had. That's why I had to come out strong. He it was worked out. It worked out well. I came out strong. I came with the hard hit, and we both know it's not going to happen for you. Coach, that was a really good season you had. You having a pastry there? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Does not want to talk. Well, wait, I bet he misses us. I guarantee you oh, he misses he does. us. Yeah. 
He misses those conversations. If he too. ever works the desk for the ACC at any point, it'd be he, awesome. He's coming on. Or better yet, you know what? Maybe he should work the desk for the SEC. We'll see him in a few years. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I I would love to. And I think we're the only two guys on earth that like him. Like, when you say this to other media members, you're like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Patrick says, thank you so much, Jeff and Tom. I love the show. I have been listening since 2005. Keep up the fine work, gentlemen. Thank you, Patrick. You go back a long ways, man, and I appreciate that. I will doff the cap. Everybody's in a giving mood today. Michael Alford. Over the top. You think Michael walked away from that exchange with the press and his right-hand man is like, a little much. A little much. Yeah, right. So I yeah. thought you gave a little. Well, you know, I had, I mean, gosh, with everything we've done, you know, Jim, Jim is a sad case here. I, I can't keep bashing him over the head. Yeah, yeah, but we love it here, Mike. We love it here. It's here's a little the, over the a little over the top. Here's the skit. As he gets in the elevator and mm. they're going to a high floor because, you know. Yeah. And it stops a lot along the way, but you just have an ISO close up shot of him and he looks like George Clooney at the end of Michael Clayton yeah. in the cab. <laughs> Just staring out, you know, bing, contemplating you hear the, doors open, the, doors uh, the death of his friend, yes. the, all of it. Yes, the stress of what just occurred. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just drive. Yeah, here's fifty dollars. Just drive. <laughs> just drive. Yeah, I can imagine. Like if you were there, you'd be like, Michael. Now let's not get carried away. The next time we're trying to allow Jim Phillips to save face, let's not be out here singing the praises of this great conference. And any talk of wanting to leave was probably a bit overstated. No, 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 no. Just Jim's doing a good job, working hard. There's some proposals on the table. We're going to continue to work together. There you go. That's the end of it. Right. That is it. I'm not going to get into specifics, everybody, but you know where we stand on the issue. And we're working to see if we can find a, a I want to credit ground. Jim Phillips for his hard work and his effort to come to the table with a lot of interesting proposals. We're going over those together now, and I want to commend him on all the hard work he's done here this week. And we'll see him again in Charlotte here real soon. Thanks, guys. i got to get going. It's good to see you. Boom. Always a pleasure. Always, yeah. Great to see you. Every time I come here, it gets harder to leave. I just want to commend all these guys on all their hard work. Really, I do. Great job, all of you, down there in the front. Every one of you, great job. All right, let's go. Back to Tallahassee. Back to God's country. It'll be good times. Hour number two, fourth coming. Stay with Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV.